Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, Blue Jays fans? Holy shit, the Blue Jays are going to the playoffs. Uh, Adam, Craig, so happy to be with you guys tonight. It's a multi-show week. That is awesome. Uh, we get to talk Blue Jays going into October. But gentlemen, how are you doing before we get into all this excitement? Look, usually I pop on here, have a seltzer. Today, it's a beer because we're there celebrating. Is. We're celebrating this. <laughs> yeah, me, we're celebrating. Me too, man. I didn't have the little champagne bottle left. My wife drank it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was going to sit here and just rifle it off, and I didn't have nothing anymore now. Not sure if you guys saw the pictures I posted last night on social. I Put them everywhere. Oh, Once I did. with me holding the champagne bottle. Uh, I did not consume any alcohol last night. That did not get corked. So this nice. is the reward for not drinking last night. I waited. I'm like, hey, Adam, you'll like this. I still have another day to get to five days of fasting for the week. There intermittent fasting. So I made it to Friday. This is a celebratory beer, gentlemen. And uh, it's well-earned and you deserved for it. Blue Jays fans. Yeah. Looks like I will you have a admit more room in that new apartment. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will admit if next week, uh, now I'm just tossing this out there. I know I don't want to bury leads or anything, but if next week hey, go for it. they do win the series against whoever they're facing, I would not blame you for breaking the fast because that's that's celebration right there. So see, we'll Damn we'll probably it. talk about this over the next few episodes and. For all who heard my teaser last night, thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to milk this playoff cow for you guys. There's a lot of content to squeeze the next few weeks. Hopefully the next few weeks, at least for the next week or so. But it starts tonight, guys. Uh, 2020, as everybody knows, everybody's been listening, has affected everybody in so many different ways, whether it's been mental, whether it's been physical, uh, whether it's jobs, uh, stress about your income, whatever it is. There's been a lot of shitty, shitty moments of 2020. We didn't even think we were going to have sports, uh, specifically baseball, for the longest time. Uh, it was, are they going to play? Tell us when and where. That whole dispute. And then it finally came down to, I'm implementing a 60-game season, Rob Manfred, and you guys are going to play. And these are the terms. And players like, okay, we're going to have a 60-game season. There's going to be expanded playoffs, as everybody knows. There's eight teams per league that make it. But guys, I just want to grab your feelings, and I'll start with you, Craig. I know 2020 has been a drag. It hasn't been very fun uh, for many, but this surely has to be exciting for you, exciting for our listeners, Blue Jays fans, everybody, that there is a little bit of happiness to have, and it's our favorite sports team making the playoffs. Yeah, it, and uh, it, it, there's no other better way of saying it. it. It's icing on the cake that we all weren't expecting to have. So 
you know, other than reliving glory years in the minor leagues with the same <laughs> cast of characters, um, what else could there really be? You know, it's been a few years since those guys won, but obviously you could see that was one of the first things that apparently happened was Craig Biggio went over to John Schneider and said, this is just like a few years ago. I hope this keeps coming or something was what they were saying on the Blue Jay broadcast just moments ago. Guys, I totally forgot in the midst of that, too. Not only did Biggio win the play or postseason MVP for the Fisher Cats that year, he won the freaking league MVP that year. Oh, wow. Year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so at least that's what they were just saying. I was like, I totally mind blew on that. But anyways, as I digress back to what we were actually talking about, this excitement is insane. Like I said, we were we talked about it on this show many times on how this team did not look like we even should be even having this conversation. But the upside talent is the reason we are here. And the fact that there is just enough good things going on with the pitching staff that hopefully something crazy could happen here, guys. And I think we're seeing a little bit of a coming out party with the uh, enthusiasm in the last few games. That Not even a week ago, guys, we were literally at the lowest of lows with the Yankees series getting pummeled, and now we're in the postseason. Yeah, it's um when you look at the totality of everything that's happened up into this this entire season up until this point. You know, we have spring training, we have, you know, conversations the three of us during spring training. How are they going to fiddle with this roster? What's the maneuvers they're going to make? What are they going to do with the trade deadline? Are we viewing this as another rebuild year? And we are heading in that direction. Then COVID hits, right? And the Blue Jays were one of the I think actually the only team after the NBA had canceled their season, the Blue Jays were playing a spring training game the next day and we're thinking, well, <laughs> let's just keep going, right? Season gets canceled, right? Then everybody, well, a good portion of the Blue Jays get COVID, as well as the Phillies, in their sure. spring training facility. So we're thinking, okay, there's no way they're going to have a season. And we didn't know who it was, but then we found out, you know, Brandon Drury not on the team. Like, Okay. <laughs> then they go to Toronto. Are they going to stay in Toronto? What are the rules staying in Toronto? Okay, so now you can't stay in Toronto. Now what are we going to do? We don't have a home. So they're starting to play games without a home. Is it going to be Buffalo? Well, Buffalo doesn't have lights. What are we going to do? Oh, we'll go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> nope, Pittsburgh's not an option. Okay, I guess we're going to go to Buffalo. They finally land in Buffalo about two, three weeks into the season. We go through all these things. Ryu has a great game one, a subpar game two. And we're thinking, oh, man, maybe this isn't the guy. And then he bounces back, and he's been awesome ever since. Shoemaker goes down. Giles goes down. Bo goes down. Vladdy's not hitting right. We're thinking, oh, my God, there's a chance they're going to make the playoffs. Everything the baseball guards were trying to do to make this not a reality, they tried. They tried, and it still happened. This is an example of perseverance. This is an example of how fundamentally tough this team is on the inside and how driven they are to win. I've, I haven't said this because 2015, obviously, they're going to draw comparisons to that. It's, it's inevitable. People are just going to do it. I understand. But for some reason, this is one of my favorite seasons. Just given everything that's happened, given 2020 sucking, and I know there's no fans and you can't beat the bat flip, but dude, we had Jan Danny Jansen's Grand Slam, right? We had that sixth <laughs> inning. We and we'll always look back at that. And we'll always look back at the fact that, hey, the Blue Jays clinched the playoff spot in Buffalo. Come on now. Like, there's something special about this. I am ecstatic. Watching that game last night, everything just piled on and the icing on the cake after you know i was watching today's game the beginning of it seeing montoyo just elated 
And I'm thinking, I am such a piece of shit for ever doubting this guy. Like for all <laughs> this, for all the hate I gave to him, laying it on super thick, seeing the pure enthusiasm with every high five in the lineup coming down, you can tell he wanted this. I don't think he's going to get it, but I think he's going to be in the conversation for manager of the year. Man, this this has been an awesome season, and this right here, a playoff berth. We talked about it in preseason, guys. We talked about how, I don't want to say it, but it may be possible. Here we are. We're going to the postseason, guys. This is awesome. Oh, Two claps on Ric Flair. Two claps on Ric Flair. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Caleb Joseph, what a hype man. Who knew that he was such an integral guy to this clubhouse, hey, guys? It's it's crazy. Uh, Adam Craig, you guys sum it up perfectly. You really do. And just going back and looking at the oddity of this season and Going back to when we started the podcast, Adam, when you joined us right before spring training 1.0, and we were getting billed up, and we're two, three weeks into spring training and two weeks away from opening day, and we're like, oh, shit, we're going to see Hunjin Ryu going in the new blues. We're going to see it's going to be exciting. We're going to see our new ace. And as you said, everything shuts down. We have the whole battle if they're going to play or not. I think all three of us at some point, going back and listening to some of the old episodes, almost gave up on the possibility of having baseball this year and having the Blue Jays yeah. talk about. I think all three of us hit that point. I think every baseball fan hit that point, to be honest with you. Uh, and it makes this shortened, odd 60-game season, playing in Buffalo, uh, looking into playing in Pittsburgh and Baltimore before that, just all the more satisfying that they made it. And for anybody who is saying, this, yeah, it's only 60 games, who cares? You're one of the eight best teams in the American League for 60 games, and you only get to play the schedule that's given to you. Craig, is there any particular highlight from the season for you so far? I know we'll probably do a full wrap-up show on Monday, so I don't want to take away from that, but is there anything that stands out in your mind uh, as we go on uh, the last three games of the regular season? Hmm. Whether it's Vladdy actually finally turning things on, or is it King Kirk clinching it last night? couldn't help it just had to say it but no there's just so many good things to look through for the season i look forward to that episode where brandon where we do get to dive through everything but i think the first start that ryu threw for the blue jays was a sign of things to come when you look back at hindsight here the guy is just insane there there's no reason in hell he shouldn't be in the end AL Cyano race, you know, but the fact is there's a lot of stiff competition is the catch. Yeah. So he'll get some votes. I really would not be shocked by that at all. But just the fact that he is exactly, exactly like there is no other way of saying it. The exact person we needed for this team. And can you guys imagine how horrible this would have looked if we didn't have somebody like him pitching every fifth day and doing exactly what he needs to do to anchor this pitching staff? It is yep. the equivalent of having the Roy Halladay, David Cohn, or whoever it was over the years that finally solidified the, you know, the hot podgery around that person to be able to finally put the nail in the coffin. We had our Dave Steve that led us to our first playoff pushes. We have, you know, the Pat Hankins and whatnot. We have Hyunjin Ryu to anchor this rotation for years to come, and him pitching on Tuesday is going to be, I think, exactly what we're expecting it to be regardless of right now who that might be against as we you know watch nate pearson throw a clean inning here that was pretty exciting (laughs) yeah you know 
it's it's really easy. And Craig, I think you d- did a really good job there. I, I think it's really easy to try to pinpoint, you know, events that happened on the field. Right. And again, we can recall back to the sixth inning. That entire sixth inning is one of the coolest innings, of ba- half innings of baseball that I've ever seen. Uh, Kirk's coming out party with the four for four night with the home run. Like it, it, It's a guy that never played higher than a ball, which I actually was listening to the, the ATL podcast. And it's crazy to me that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is younger than Alejandro Kirk, which is weird, <laughs> which is weird to, oh, you know, comprehend. But I think for me where I felt there was a legitimate shift into just the framework of this team, like the, it, it was at the trade deadline, right? We're, we're so used to this regime uh, worried about control. We're so used to this front office worry about collecting assets that have a lot of uh, years of control. They saw the writing on the wall that there's a legitimate possibility that the Blue Jays can make the postseason. There was now a, a lot of people might find this just to be like, this is what you do when you make a postseason push that aren't Blue Jays fans. But from the inside, as Blue Jays fans, this is a legitimate paradigm shift. Right. I would have not have thought for the life of me that this front office would go after rentals, rentals. Yeah, you know, that was the thing that was really shocking about it, period. They're not going to do it. And look, they did. And and maybe Walker doesn't come back. Probably not. But maybe he does. But nice. that's the risk you take. Right. VR is probably not going to come back. But if he does, great. Like we have some depth. Are we sure about that one? Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't <laughs> mind it. I don't mind it. If it's for good money, I don't mind it. But, you know, it started with the Ryu contract. I've never seen them besides the Randall Graychuck contract. There wasn't a contract that was actually comparable to that. Right. So that was the paradigm shift. And that is, to me, the start of something. You can say that when they came here in 2016, they're collecting assets, they're starting to rebuild, they're starting the teardown process and building it back up with prospects, which is great. That journey is great if you were part of it. And the three, three of us were in so many different ways. But seeing it finally turn, right? You're turning a dial now, and now it's legitimate. You can't go back next year. You have to keep pushing now. And that is what excites me. So for me, that was the turning point of the season. And that is what makes me recall is that is the yes moment for me. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's that no, much easier to right. the dial. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see chips. what they do over a full season. Yeah. Push the chips in. I mean, they've started already. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, you know, that deadline was a mini version of 2015. Because 2015, like nothing will top the addition of David Price. It won't, just with how good he was. Yeah. Ben Revere fit in like a puzzle piece. Mark Lowe fit into the bullpen like a puzzle piece. Like, they got so much infinitely better, and they may have only gotten better by maybe half a win on Fangraphs or just under one win on Fangraphs. But it's been enough to propel this team forward. And, Craig, you started going off on 100 Ryu a little bit there, and that's where I want to focus next because – Last night, it, I don't know about you guys, but it really felt like it was meant to be for the Blue Jays clinch on the night that Hunjin Ryu started. Uh, and what do you know? He's the first Blue Jays starter since Jacob Wagestack last August to go a full seven innings. He went shut out against the Yankees. I think he struck out four or five guys, five hits. He was incredible. Uh, and I know he's getting a little older. I know he's had injury concerns in the past. But what gives me hope long-term for Ryu the next three years is even if there is a little bit of a velocity dip, 
that command doesn't go away. We saw that with Mark Burley. We saw that with other guys. We see that with Jay Happ. Even to this day, he loses velocity, but he can still get that inside fastball in there. So, Craig, I'll start with you again because you already started to go into Hunter Ryu a little bit. If you were to sum up, up his first regular season with this team, how would you sum it up? If, do you have a word for it? Do you have a phrase? Like, give me what you got to sum up Hunter Ryu this year. MVP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really don't think there's any other way of saying it. He, like I said, it's one thing to watch Teoscar and everybody kind of, you know, hit some of more of their ceiling, right? It's another to have somebody like Ryu when you know you're paying him to do exactly what this just was. And this season, regardless of what happens in the coming weeks, Yunjin Ryu was perfect for this team and will continue to be for the next few years. And guys, worst case scenario to me, I just don't see him being anything other than somebody like Greg Maddox that's still going to paint the corners and throw some nasty breaking pitches. I really could care less if he barely hits 90. I think he's going to find a way to get people out because he is the definition of a pitcher. And I think that right there is just as important as anything else. As much as I love watching Nate Pearson come out of the pen and throw freaking smoke like he did this last inning. There is something about the art of pitching to it, too. It's not just throwing smoke. And there's been plenty of guys, you hit the nail on the head, that Mark Burley is probably the most recent comp to what we're seeing from Ryu. But I do think that Ryu is every bit just as good as Burley has been ever in his career. If not, maybe even better, because Burley wasn't winning ERA titles. Oh, yeah. Adam? How would I describe? Uh, Leader. Right? He's... He's a great, great leader for this young staff because, and look, I understand competitive edges. I understand, I'm not, this is not an insult. This is not speaking on negatively on any players, but, you know, we saw Walker get upset for getting pulled early. Um, You know, we've had these stories before and he just seems like he's so cool, calm and collected, Ryu, that it's, it's, he's an example and it's, it's no bullshit. It's just go out there pitch win and go home that's it and and he'll celebrate with this team is it's not like he's not engaging it's not again this isn't a bad thing it's not like a roy halliday thing where it was everybody knew stay out of his way come game time ryu seems very much more approachable which is great and he's a winner right and that is what you need for this young core to sort of establish themselves is to you know have someone like that have that role model to sort of I don't know, idolize, or for lack of a better way to put it, maybe just to have an example. Um, so for me, yeah, he's a leader. He's exactly what this club needed. And it I, again, not to call back to the to the front office um, session here, but the fact that they were aggressive in their pursuit, I think they recognize that too. Yeah, no, very good ways to sum up, guys. It's uh, I'll be honest, his first two starts when we did our live show and we saw him, I think, go four and a third, you could see the talent that was there. I know he gave up three runs and it wasn't perfect. Like we've seen the last little while, uh, but it was still there. It was good. And then when he went out there against the nationals and got lit up a little bit, there was a little bit, the next two starts, a little bit of a hundred Ryu velocity watch because there were some people who were a little concerned that maybe he was injured or that he already, as he already started losing velocity on his fastball because if he is, then he's going to really have to rely on control. But Every start since, starting with that Atlanta start, save for that start two weeks ago against the Yankees, the first time they came to Salem Field, 
Ryu, you're guaranteed five innings, one run or less, or two runs or less, six innings, same thing. It, he kept them in every single game. And to state the importance of him, and you guys know this, but the Blue Jays went nine and three as a team in Hunjin Ryu starts this year. Tonight, they're winning right now in a Taiwan Walker start. That could bring their record to other starters to 22 and 24. Adam, is it crazy to say that he is the MVP, like Craig said, because if you remove him, is, does this team go 500 in those starts? Are they in this position to make the playoffs? Or are they in that weird below 500 spot, barely making the playoffs with the Angels and the Mariners right now? It's not even close. They would know, we wouldn't be having this conversation because who would our number one be? Shoemaker? Yeah. Right? And sure. he went down. Right. So we would have to probably dumpster dive. And at that point, or we're calling people up and we're not making that trade deadline push. We're not yeah. acquiring a walker to fill in the gaps. It, you know, uh, it, yeah, I think MVP of this team, I, I don't even think it's debatable. Right. And you can talk about Teoscar Hernandez. I totally understand. Rowdy Telez has definitely had a presence here. Hell, you can even uh, talk about Dante Bichette being like yeah, someone really that could. is. You really yeah. legitimately could. Uh, or even Pete Walker, to a certain degree, you could say that even though they're not players, you can certainly say that like, they've had some severe influence on this team. But in terms of, again, that leadership quality, that player that you want to center your your team around and being probably again, we've talked about how Bo is the team as the guy for this team, but we're not winning. We've won games without Bo. That doesn't diminish his importance. Obviously, he's very important to the longevity of the squad. But we're not in this playoff position without Ryu. That's it's not even debatable. Craig? Oh, I just gotta make the joke. Apparently we had become what Bobby K must be listening is he's knocking on the door and wants to come in already. <laughs> 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 soon, Bobby. Soon. <laughs> Travis Shaw, home run. There you go. Yep. I had to I had to answer Bobby. I had to turn the game <laughs> off for five seconds. But I I don't think there's any way to uh, summarize it other than that. I really don't think there is, Brennan. So Yeah. I mean, put it this way, guys. Uh, in a regular 162-game season, you're getting 30, 31, 32 starts from a starter. Uh, in a 60-game season, Ryu made 12 starts. That's almost a quarter of this team's game. And that just heightens the importance of his performance this year for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, there are some guys offensively, for sure, that maybe some would say to Oscar Hernandez is the MVP. He's broken out like crazy, and we'll probably get into that on Monday, so I don't want to cover that in depth. I want to shift our focus to the guys who contributed last night on the offensive side. Ryu, obviously, seven spectacular innings, but last night, all runs were driven in by Vlad on a home run, Bobachet on a double, right after a Kevin Biggio double, and then Alejandro Kirk drove in two with, I believe it was a double of his own, maybe it was a single. Uh, the one percentile for Sprint speed. He's a slow guy, so it might have been a single. <laughs> I, think it's I, think it a I think it was a single. I thought it was a double. I could have was it? it was a double. Oh, no, no, Machette hit the double. Yes. Machette yeah. hit the double. Yeah. That's what it was. I knew there was like ding, ding, ding. You know, it wasn't anything crazy, yes. but, but yeah. oh my God, it was a perfect hit, though. He crushed that thing. And right before that, the funny thing was the Yankees announcers are saying, I don't think he can hit a slider. And then he threw him a slider and he crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Mike, okay, yeah. But yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, to see those pieces of the core contributing to a win offensively, Adam, that must make you feel pretty good heading into the playoffs, especially where just this past Monday, we were harping on Vlad a little bit to be like, hey, like, let's get going a little bit here. You can pick up the slack 
without Rowdy Telez there and Teoscar just getting his feet wet again. Uh, Vlad looked pretty good this week, Adam. Is this a good sign of things to come for this team uh, as we go into this wildcard series? Bro, virtual brainwaves right here. You caught him. I was thinking the same thing. Um, yes. Channeled yeah, me, man. Right. Channeled me. Uh, this is... Yeah, see? <laughs> we talked about... Hold on, did I pick him? I think you may have. Did I pick him to click? Oh, wait, maybe I did. Hold on. Adam had Lourdes. Oh, all right. Uh, never mind, I'm not going <laughs> to Brendan had Grichik. Okay. And all right, well, Grichik had a home run today. I had AJ yeah. calls. I was afraid about <laughs> of hexing anybody. Sure. <laughs> um, going back to, to Vladdy, this is the perfect time for him to get some confidence, right? If, if last night's game wasn't enough just to sort of seal the deal for a postseason run, he contributed tenfold to that win last night. I know we talked about, you know, Ryu and how much it, this game's not won without him, which is, you know, true to, you know, scave off the Yankees. But without that run support, we're, we're digging a grave, right? It might be a one-run game. And, you know, at the end of the game, it's a 1-1 game, right? So now we're really clinching our, our teeth about it. Um, this is the perfect time for him to start breaking out and start getting that confidence. And what better time now after the Yankees, after a performance against the New York Yankees, right? Let's put that into perspective. This is the team that was channeled to run away with, with the, the league this year, right? Vladimir, question. Yeah, it, it was cemented Yankees and nationals, right? In the world series, it was cemented. Um, you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. now with that performance against the Yankees. Now it's just a pillow fight against the Orioles that he can just beat up on if Montoyo so chooses to play him, depending so on how far, far you pretty good. That's what I'm saying. So you want to ride that confidence over? What better team to do it against than the shittiest team in the league in the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles, right? Really? To carry yeah, to carry over <laughs> into maybe Tampa where that confidence is going to be vital into winning those series. So I, I, to me, it's, it's a little late. Obviously, you'd want it to be a consistent thing, but look, better late than never. I'll take it right here, right now, heading into a postseason race. Let's go. I've been telling you guys for the last few weeks that I thought there was something funky going on with his timing. I don't know if I said it on the air or not, but I mentioned it in passing or something at some point. I don't know what it is, but he's getting down and hitting the ball on time, finally. It appears. Yeah. I've been wondering for a while, and I've been talking with a few other of my friends, watching him do that like weird Eric Davis, you know, drop bat thing is just was starting to look pretty rough. If he should maybe take that out of his swing, was where I was starting to wonder. But I don't think he's dropping it as far the last few weeks, which is when he's coming back up, he's not just tomahawking the ball back down again. And I think that home run really solidified whatever the hell he was doing the other night because it looks very good the last couple of bats. And I really oh, yeah. think he's going to carry that on. I think this would be, I don't want to say his coming out party is finally happening, but I think there is some more consistency happening here that will trend in that direction. Mm. Hey, I mean, if it is his coming out party, they can single-handedly ride him, right? Yes. Like, yes. Especially knowing that, again, and there's a lot that could overlap into our next show too, uh, but they're likely to play Blake Snell in game one as a lefty. And you get a lefty going against Vlad, and you load up with righties in your game one lineup, and it could be a lot of fun. I know Snell's figured it out this year compared to last year, but my goodness, if Vlad could finish the season hot, you saw on all the social media posts last night, 
on the videos that they posted on Instagram and Facebook, Vlad was one of the most vocal, happiest oh, guys yeah. out of everybody. And maybe this is a little bit of a way for him to say, I know that you guys have said this entire year, this is both teams. Maybe he's trying to take a little bit more <laughs> of that. Like, what are you I'm talking about? <laughs> it's my team. I came up first. So th- it, it would be incredibly encouraging to see him end his season on a high note. Uh, they'll only have Monday off, so it's not like there's a long gap. Normally, the season will end on a Sunday, and usually the playoffs would start on the Thursday or the Friday, depending on if the National League or the American League is going first or if you're in the wildcard game or not. Uh, but they can go right into it uh, on Tuesday. But were there anybody else over that Yankees series, guys? And this kind of leads into the next topic of putting a bow on that series. They won three and four uh, against the Yankees. Uh, Adam, I'll go back to you. Two in a row for you. Craig, two in a row first. Uh, but Adam, was there anybody outside of Vlad that stood out for you? And I know I brought up in the last topic that Bo and Kirk had a, had a hand in last night's win as well. But was there anybody who stood out to you? It doesn't even have to be a young guy. It could be a veteran. I was going to say Kirk, obviously, because of the story um, and, and the presence. And again, this is someone that's, you inject him into a lineup. Uh, was it a week ago that he came yeah. up? And now he's going to the postseason in the MLB? Yeah. This kid is, must be out of his mind right now. Excited. I would be. And the, it's not just the mere fact that he came up and saying, hey, we just we're, you're here for insurance purposes. You're here to give Jansen uh, a break. Maybe Caleb Joseph, if he wants a break, or Reese McGuire, if he was still here. You know, we'll, 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 we just have you here just for insurance purposes. No, he's legitimately contributing, right? And the Blue Jays brought him up for his offense because Danny Jansen was slacking. But still, it's a team effort, and seeing him contribute at such a high level from someone that's still a kid that hasn't even touched New Hampshire, it's pretty incredible. So for me, that is something else that really, that that whole presence of him has made my eyes wider and me just sort of, wow, there's something special, not just about this player, but there's something special about the chemistry and the makeup of the team um, and how that... um, Atkins and Spiro were preaching about finding character guys and he fits the bill and we're, we're seeing it blossom. So for me, Kirk is the one that has uh, really opened my eyes specifically within this series too. I don't mean this to be a pun, but from what everything I heard, not only is he a good contributor on the field, obviously, but he's tons of fun. Uh, I believe it. I believe it. He's ham, dude. He's, he's, he's ham from Sandlot, dude. That's, (laughs) (laughs) just to say it ham could mash and i think alejandro kirk is gonna have no problem doing the same thing so but it's just such a great story with kirk and knowing that you know the character that i've heard from all the minor league announcers that have had the pleasure of being around him more often they they they're just insanely happy for the kid and and you know if they're happy that on the level that i've been talking to like zach helton and everybody oh my god he's got to be freaking out a little bit you would think at that level but if you're riding that kind of a wave him and vladdy both of them regardless of anything or any of the guys that are going on when you have the whole team playing on that level and doing exactly what they're doing 
it makes everybody that much better. And I think a lot of that environment stuff is really paying off for Alejandro Kirk. And like I said, the fact that you are getting, you know, the Yankees announced they're going, oh, you got to throw him a slider. You got to throw him a slider. And he matches it. That was the best thing on freaking TV I've watched in months. <laughs> Watching him. The Yank- oh, I take that back. There was one other one. The Danny Jansen evening. They were riding him so uh, bad. Yes. Why is this guy in the major leagues? And he hits a grand slam. This is shoving in their face in a 10 run inning. <laughs> Love it. So, but I, perfect stuff. But lately, I think the uh, the funny thing about Randall Grichik being a little bit of an igniter the last couple of nights, that kind of snuck up on me. And it's not just the catch, the fact that he had the home run as well. I expect yeah. the catch. The home run was nicely that timed. Catch. That catch. Yeah. <laughs> nice guy. Yeah. Like you said, Tim Pilar, but he's maybe yeah. got some late season in him actually too, instead just all up front. True. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you guys. I thought that was gone. It oh, looked gone. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Was, I thought yeah, it was gonna be a lot higher than that. Me too. Even if he missed it, I think it would have maybe hit right below where it could have teetered over. So I'm glad that we didn't have to go through that because that would have yes. Sure. I got one. If we <laughs> yeah, were yeah, playing yeah. at home in Toronto, that would have been a home run, I think. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No wind. Buffalo. Come on. <laughs> and that was Buffalo a terrible. Has fuck Yankees written all over it, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that was a terrible, terrible AB by Sanchez, too. Terrible AB. He swung at a pitch in the dirt and he moved away from a ball that was clearly going to hit him. Could have drove in a run yeah. easily. <laughs> easily. Yeah. And then almost a grand slam to take the lead. Ooh, man, terrible at bat, but I'm glad it was the Yankees and not us. So. Made my heart go a little yeah. bit, boys. I'm not going to lie. I saw that. I'm like, <gasps> yes. Please, no. <laughs> yeah, I know, because that would have tied the game for sure. But, yeah, you know, Gritchick has gotten, I wouldn't say hot, but he's coming back to where he was earlier, probably in between his serious struggles and his hottest of hot. Mm. He hit another home run tonight against the Orioles. He loves the Orioles, by the way. Uh, he's feasted on Baltimore pitching ever since he became a Blue Jay. Uh, getting him right going into the playoffs will be key as well. Uh, because when you look at the lineup that people were thinking of to be a playoff one tonight, last night, Richick, the Oscar, if those guys are hitting well, Bo and Cabin, Ladder going, Mortis, you're six deep. And if you get Kirk in there as catcher, Jansen's heated up a little bit too. I Howdy. feel like, guys, Rowdy, yeah, you never know. <laughs> he was included on that 40-man playoff. For that was kind of interesting, in which case. I'm sure we're going to talk to. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely cover that. But I don't know if you guys feel the same way I do, and I know I've said this many times, whether it's me hosting or chiming in on other topics, but we are very big Danny Jansen defenders. Uh, we're big fans of the guy. Uh, and ever since Alejandro Kirk got called up, Jansen has been pretty damn close to matching him at that for at that. So guys, I don't know if this has put a little bit of pressure on Danny. He's probably seen some of the social media rumblings. Craig, this has to be a good thing for the Blue Jays and Danny Jansen moving forward, no? Well, maybe this is the actual catching uh, battle that we thought we were going to get in the spring training with McGuire, who is yeah. now non-existent. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he might have got left in his car in a parking lot with oh, man. terrible ramp- With his phone. <laughs> in the back seat with yeah. his head carjacking oh, yes. was the headline wasn't it yes. <laughs> I hate to be that guy and say something but uh, I just can't believe that anything would be short of uh, the matchup between Kirk and Jansen right now 
and the fact that they are feeding off of each other so well is just insane. And of course, you know, we start talking things and Baltimore Orioles bats come live <laughs> against Sean uh, Maguchi here. But meh. <laughs> so, send a two lead. Okay, I'm, it's, I'm not scared yet, but no. Maguchi probably should be out of this game shortly if he's yeah. not going to just eat up 20 pitches or something. But I, I'm excited. I really. The more and more Kirk gets to play, he's more and more proving that he should be in this conversation now, not down the road. And it, it's going to be fun to watch, I think. Yeah, I I do think that there's a high probability that, you know, not that I disagree with you, Craig, uh, about his ability, but I do think, you know, there's still, even though I hyped up how there's a paradigm shift, there's still uh, a conservative nature to this front office that, they're bringing him up. They brought him up rather out of offensive necessity because it was lacking with Danny Jansen. So uh, I don't anticipate seeing him to start the year on the Blue Jays. And I think I mentioned that before. Um, he'll definitely be fun to watch during spring training. And it wouldn't surprise me if he started off in Buffalo. Honestly, it wouldn't. Um, you already brought him up to the bigs. Why not just season him in Buffalo? Screw it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, for the for the people watching the video stream, you can for me, my attitude when Kirk hit that home run, his first home run. I was just waiting for Jansen in the dugout to be like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, I roll. Yeah, just like, yeah, oh man, gotta be kidding me. Yeah, like, so, then the fact that he, he was one of the first piece people to greet him out of the dugout when he sure. came around for his home run, yeah. and uh, he was met by him, Vladdy, Lourdes, and uh, Biggio, I believe, were all right there at the top step of the dugout, and then. You know, they didn't give him the silent treatment or anything. I was kind of I impressed. Know. They were all yeah. up in arms, yeah. diving on him and jumping. And it was a good celebration for it instead of the, the normal. The other thing that Kirk also has is he appears to might have fixed Robbie Ray. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, can that. <laughs> I don't Look. know what's going on, but Ray's looked a lot better when he's had uh, Kirk catching him. So maybe there's something with it how he frames the target for him or something mm. stupid that is just making it that much a little bit better for him. But I, I think that's another guy. I think that's going to have to be going well here too soon. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, he, there's definitely an element of pressure for, for um, Jansen, but I think it's uh friendly competition. Obviously I don't think they talk about it, but maybe it's inspirational for, for Jansen to say, hey, look, if, the, if he can do it at such a young age with such inexperience, there's no reason why I can't, right? And uh, we see the offensive potential that Danny Jansen has. I have no issues with this defense. None. Honestly, none. none. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe a little bit more offensive production, obviously, it would benefit the team. And if he's inspired by it, screw it. Give him some friendly competition. I'm for it. Absolutely. So, guys, that puts a bow on the Yankees series. Uh, and we'd be foolish to mention that when we started uh, our stretch of 10 games against the Yankees in 20 uh, at the beginning of September, and we had our podcast, we said success could be four and six. Uh, best case or scenario that we'd be extremely happy with was five and five. And this team did that. And that's pretty relevant, gentlemen. Uh, last night's win was actually much bigger than just clinching the playoffs because the Blue Jays do have an opportunity uh, in front of them to overtake them. There are a few different scenarios in which the Blue Jays can finish second and not have to go down to the drop. Fourth is out of the equation. Unfortunately, there won't be playoff baseball in Buffalo, but they can get to the fifth seed. So let me run through a few scenarios for you guys here. The Yankees are playing the Marlins at Yankee Stadium, where the Yankees have been incredibly hot this year. 
No doubts about that. We can open up a discussion at the end of the year. Were they cheating? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. They oh, but no. Crazy. According to their broadcast, we were the ones cheating. Just saying. I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> but the Marlins have something to play for, guys. Their spot is not locked up by any means. So they get swept, and the Blue Jays were to sweep uh, the Orioles. The Blue Jays would be in second on record, 33 and 27, over 30, uh, 32 and 28 Yankees. Now, where it gets interesting is if you throw in a Yankees win uh, in this mix. Yankees go one and two. The Blue Jays sweep the Orioles. Then it goes down to records. They're 33 and 27, both teams. Then it goes head to head. They're five and five. It goes further. Their intra division record would both be 23 and 17. Again, the next level tiebreaker that would determine who gets second place is your last 20 intra division games. The Blue Jays would be 12 and eight. The Yankees would be 11 and nine. The Blue Jays get second in that crazy sequence of tiebreaker scenario. The final one, guys, it does not involve the Blue Jays finishing in second. It involves the Yankees. But if the Yankees were to go 0-3 and the Blue Jays lost one against Baltimore to go 2-1, they'd both be 32-28, but the intra-division record would favor the Yankees by one game. At 23-17, the Blue Jays would be 22-18, and being second. Uh, the Yankees being second uh, in that case. So, Craig, this is still a big series. The Blue Jays can theoretically finish second, and they've had a lot of success this year and last year against Baltimore. So sweep is not out of the equation. They're up 10-2 to two as we record this right now in the bottom of the fifth. They have Matt Shoemaker going tomorrow, and Shoemaker needs to go out and show something to be that Game 3 starter, at least the guy who takes them out. Unfortunately, Tanner Roark is scheduled to go on Sunday. Mm. Uh, so we shall see. But if they have an opportunity to sweep the uh, Orioles, and let's say the Marlins take the game tonight and the Marlins win that series. Craig, give me your predictions for this series because, hey, it's not out of the equation that they could finish second ahead of the Yankees. Yeah. May I just point out the Buffalo connection once again? <laughs> How does this not reek of the Buffalo Bills sneaking into the freaking playoffs a couple of years ago with – Cincinnati just happening to come back in a game that they pretty much had zero right, you know, coming back and winning a damn football game. And the Bills being the better pitchers. Yes, it was against the Ravens, and they were actually down by 10 points at one point in that game. Yeah. They got the field goal that marched right down the field. Yeah. Yeah. Miami and Baltimore are involved here. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I think it's hilarious. Andy (laughs) Dalton and Tyler Boyd. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So to me, what would be the crazy thing if you were going to go for this whole thing? We're going to be in that weird 9,000 tiebreakers scenario here somehow. I really do not see how any, it will end any different because it's going to be one of those things that's going to be decided by like one pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and that is going to be what does it. I will tell you guys, I don't. I would be hard-pressed to say we won't win tonight, obviously. We're in 10 to 2 right now, knock on desk. Um, I think Shoemaker is going to come out and he's going to have a chip on his shoulder that says, I'm going to win this game no matter how I have to do it because he wants to show that he is ready, like you said, to be that third game starter and wants to prove something. And why not do it against the Orioles? Just truck through them. <laughs> it shouldn't be this bad. I will be the first person to rip the damn ball out of Tanner Roark's hands if that is the pending game of where we could be in the playoffs in the second seed or the second spot of the division or that, 
you know, weird wildcard limbo bullshit that we were just talking about. If it becomes an important game, there is no right by any means that he should be pitching that game. I don't know who you put in that game would be the next question, but I'd almost rather go by hot hand and let three guys run through it. Me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first of all, like just, just to get this out of the way, they're going to sweep the Orioles. Just put that out there. Um, (laughs) It's going to happen. The Orioles have nothing to play for, just pride, and they don't have any. Um, When when it comes to uh, Roark tomorrow, uh, sorry, bro, you're not seeing a third time through. You're just not. uh, You kind of fucked that up for yourself last time. Um, So just make it a short game. uh, Make it a short uh, pitching since two innings, three innings tops, and um, take advantage. Trust your bullpen. Their bullpen has been pretty good so far. Um, I, I think there's... A legitimate case that they can sweep the Orioles. I think we should be confident about that. And look, Brennan, you sort of touched on it or you grazed it. Um, we've been pretty accurate with our predictions when it comes to series. Um, I legitimately think they can sweep the Orioles. Now, when it comes to the Yankees in against Miami, I mean, the, you said it was three nothing Miami before we started recording. As far when I just looked, it was Not that anymore. Yeah, it's three two Miami. <laughs> so oh, man, <laughs> yeah. So it's becoming a ball game. If I, I don't see, even with the sweep, if the Yankees win two, that's not enough. I mean, sorry, no. yeah, they're saying in eighth place, right? Yep. I think we got to accept the reality that the Blue Jays are going to stay in eighth, which is fine, and we're going to go down to the trop. And, you know, with your teaser last night, you put it beautifully when you say, what better way to exercise these demons? And I, sure. I actually want this. I know a lot of Blue Jays fans are looking at the Toronto versus TV matchup and they're shaking because of the trop. I want it. I, I, I let's just let's kill it. Let's end this. Let's put the hex to rest. Let's go and let's win two games in Tropicana. Put our middle fingers up and say it's over. <laughs> we don't have to talk about this anymore. It's over. I don't care if the next series where we play five, we get swept in the first three. Don't care. We we <laughs> hex the ghost in Tropicana. Done. That's all I care about. And we that's might have to change the title of Monday's show, like we were talking about before, to uh, the exorcism of Tropicana. Yeah. Field. <laughs> yeah. Let's like instead of like previewing matchups and stuff, let's like do a whole bunch of weird voodoo shit. Just try to like. <laughs> <laughs> what a curse on Tropicana Field for some reason. Like so, <laughs> If the Yankees are in that point where they have to win, they haven't announced a starter for Sunday yet, but Debbie Garcia is supposed to pitch tomorrow. Okay. Okay. And he's been pretty hot lately, so I wouldn't be um, – I forget who he was pitching against. Hold on. Um, Taylor Rogers. Trevor Rogers. Uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Who's been pretty good the last couple starts, but Yo, he's a neck guy. Run. <laughs> yeah. He just gave up another home run. Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's not how you tune up. Out. Yeah. It's not the greatest tune up for him. And, you know, that's, hey, let's uh, let's go on to the last topic on the agenda for tonight because I think we'll spend some, some time on this one, guys. Um, and look, I mean, I'm good to go for as long as you guys are. So let's, uh, again, like I said last night and earlier today, let's milk this content, Cal. Um, sure. The Blue Jays announced their 40 man playoff pool. Uh, for clarification, there will be 28 men that will make the official playoff roster and go down to Tropicana Field for game one. So, guys, I'm going to go really quick. Uh, let's start with the pitchers because that's the list I have up here. They have 22 pitchers on the 40-man playoff pool. We have Chase Anderson, Anthony Bass, 
Ryan Baraki, AJ Cole, Raphael Dolis, Wilmer Font, mm. Thomas Hatch, Anthony Kay, Julia Merriweather, Patrick Murphy, Thomas Pannone, which is an interesting one, Nate Pearson, Robbie Ray, Sean Reed Foley, Tanner Rowark, Jordan Romano, Hunjin Ryu, Matt Shoemaker, Ross Stripling, uh, Taiwan Walker, Shun Yamaguchi, and TJ Zoik. Uh, Adam, you listen to that list. I know that's a lot of names to digest <laughs> all at one. Uh, was there anybody that stood out to you immediately that was like, yeah, no, you're not making the playoff roster? Uh, Pannone, number one. Yep. Um, and which sucks because, as you guys know, Rhode Island guy. Um, yeah. Um, Sean Rifoli. Sorry, bro. I mean, I, li- I like the heat, but you're not you're not coming up. Um, as much as I really like Patrick Murphy, I'm worried about the lack of playoff experience. And I know we were just, you know, stroking Kirk around uh, and, you know, he's <laughs> a-, a ball. But pitching is a little bit more, uh, re- I wouldn't say reliable. You can't. It's harder to make mistakes off of pitching than it is for offense. So you, you can live with offensive mistakes. I don't know that I can deal with uh, pitching mistakes. So uh, he'd probably not be on there. Is Romano even going to be ready? They were showing know. him pitching earlier on the broadcast, and he looked like he was in game form, you know, doing the duck thing. Okay. And everything. <laughs> to me, well, I don't see why he wouldn't. I honestly was wondering, did he get activated for today or anything? No, no, he's he's in the crowd. But I'll I'll take him. Uh, you need you need the upside. So I'll, I'll definitely have him. Uh, Roark, you can kick rocks, buddy. Um, <laughs> you said Merriweather. Is he going to be ready? Yep. Merriweather is on the roster. I'm not sure if he would be ready. So before you go further, I think as long as you have a guy on the playoff pool, they can be activated at any time and somebody comes off. And I guess that's A for COVID as well. I know they've done a great job, but mm. it's my understanding that even if you're injured, you get added. Kind of like Rowdy, you can come back on at any time. Yeah. Um, so, I, all right. Then the three that I would 100% shake off would be um, – a Roark, I, I'm sorry, no. Um, Pannone and Sean Reed Foley. Um, I, I don't think they're going to see the light of day. Obviously, all these pitchers are not all going to pitch, but um, those are the three immediately that come to mind saying, no, you have no place on this roster. Sorry, bro. Craig, you I'm can adding, either... I'm adding can to either... that list. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Because <laughs> I'm confirming his list. If Homer <laughs> Font's on this team, I'm going to be angry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just don't see what the hell the obsession is. And with what I've been, honestly, if I was going to come down to guys where I had to pick between Font and somebody else, I would rather take TJ Zoik right now than I yes. would rather take Wilmer yeah, Font. Zoik, and, th- and this is what I like about him right now. He's one of the very few sinker ballers out of this whole list. And the fact that what he watched, what I watched him do with the Yankees and mowed right through those guys and the ball was not leaving the ground – that's a guy I want out of the bullpen for an inning if we're having an issue. Mm. I like the idea of ground balls versus fly balls. Mm. And I would also be wondering how much right now I would want to hold on to Ross Stripling other than the fact that he's a veteran guy and he's been in the playoffs the last few years with the Dodgers. Yeah. That would be my other question mark. These other guys, as much as I would love to see some of these guys, I know that somebody's, some of these guys are going to be really hard-pressed to get a spot. I would like to see Patrick Murphy get a shot, but I don't think he gets it based on what Adam was talking about. Anthony Kay had a great beginning of the season, but he had a rough end of it. And unfortunately, 
as much as I'd like to see him in that rot- in that bullpen, I don't think he's going to keep that spot. But even Ryan barucky has been pretty rough the last few outings, guys. And so yeah, there's yeah. some question marks here. Who do you hold on and who's the hot hand? I think the safe guys are obviously Bass, Dolis, yes. Cole, yep. I think, even to a certain extent. Um, Romano, Yamaguchi. I think. Yeah, Yamaguchi, I think, is safe, too. And uh, Despite I think that after that, it's where you where you want to go with that. And I think Hatch is definitely the most safest lawn guy. And honestly, as much as uh, we were talking about, I would rather watch um, him get the start on Sunday, regardless, than anything. Mm. Yeah. Why not? At least yeah. then I know if I can have him as a fourth guy, if I had to use him. And maybe it is a day in the playoffs if you have to use a fourth guy in the next series. You know, you can pair him with Robbie Ray or something. Because Robbie right. Ray is going to be, I think, on this bullpen one way or the other. Whether he gets a start is the next question because of how much gun smoke he has. <laughs> oh, that, that actually was good. That is my next question. Craig, I, game one is obvious. Hunjin Ryu is going. Based on tonight and the three innings, it's obvious. It's going to be Taiwan Walker. Who's your game three starter, uh, Craig? And then Adam. Right now, I think it's going to be Shoemaker. I just think that he's got the most experience. And honestly, he's got that edge that, to a guy like I want in that game three. He's going to come in there freaking hungry, guys. And it's going to be like Juan Guzman taking the ball. It's going to be somebody that's just so freaking locked in and he's going to throw in tons of smoke. And I think it's going to be a hell of an outing for him. I really think we uh, might be seeing the best of Matt Shoemaker to come here in the next few weeks. He's a guy that feeds off of this energy, and this is exactly what he wants. You, This is his contract year, right? All right. Yep. This is where you prove it. Right. This is where you prove it. If not for the Blue Jays, just for the, another contract. Right. Yeah. Another one. And it, again, it's it's mirroring situations. Obviously, there was no postseason run when he was with L.A., but it's the fact that he was injured. He was coming off an injury right from L.A. Right. Yeah. And goes to the Blue Jays, pitches a couple games, lights out and then tears his ACL. Um, right. Was his ACL or was his Achilles? Yeah. Was ACL, his ACL. Yeah. Um, now he comes back, great form, love it. He has. It looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Unfortunately, lost some time due to injury. Came back uh, a couple games ago, looked great, looked great. And I think Kirk was actually catching from, which is I encouraging. Think so. Yep. Um, so this That's is a nice mo- pairing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Veteran he, with a young guy, and yeah. Shoemaker knows what he wants to do anyway. Kirk's has got to go back there and make him happy. Exactly. <laughs> like, what do you want me to put down? I'll put it down. Um, I'll be with the game plan. They were and we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that he's your guy for the third, and this is a prove it. And if it goes to a third game, that's a high pressure no matter what. And I don't know that anybody else on this roster, unless you want to trout out Ryu again, which I, mm, I don't think you want to do that. Cool. Yeah. Because there's well, no breaks. Yeah. Who's the, who's three, yeah. Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, boys. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's, who's the guy? Who else would you put in that situation unless you're going to go for an opener, which I don't think I want to do that in a game that matters, right? Not so the, yeah, yeah. Not the third game. If it, it no. was if it was to start the next series or something, I can make the argument. Yes. They're only going to get one day off if they go to that next seat. So that gives Ryu his normal rest. Yes. And then he can yeah. truck through that second game, and then you're back on par. And maybe I think there's if you look at the way this is stacking up on paper with where the pitching rotation really could be. There is a pretty good tandem start day here for an quote-unquote four-inning opener. Yes. Yes. With Robbie Ray, I'm assuming you're referring to. Yes. Correct. And I would assume if anything 
everything falls in the chips place with Ryu and Walker doing pretty well. And then Shoemaker does something proper-ish, gets a six-inning start out of that, you know, third game. And let's say we clinch that game, right? Let's, let's say they run through that next one. Okay, is it really that bad that you start Robbie Ray and then let Julian Merriweather run through the next? I'm kind of okay with that. Let me let me toss this one out there to you. Best case yeah. scenario. Best case scenario. <laughs> they sweep. Oh. What do you do? You have to, right? Oh yeah. And so when so. would the next game be? No matter what, it's Saturday. I think so. They have it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, off day, Friday. Yeah, that would be right. So, so they wouldn't play Thursday, Friday because no. it, it's, it's a best case scenario. They sweep, so it starts Saturday. So. It's because of the double. The isn't that the they were all planning on going to the bubble for that next round. Not sure, Holland. I I have it right here. The bracket. So that starts October fifth, no matter what. Okay. So, so, Monday. yeah. So, it's so two days. Three it's days. it's more than that, right? So it, it's <laughs> if they win Tuesday, oh, yeah. Wednesday, they don't play again till Monday. Then yeah, Ryu starting. Oh, it's wow. gotta be. So, yeah, Ryu's going again. He, but right now, toss, you only need the three. Does he the do a bullpen before that? Does he do, do a, a, a like a live game with someone? You have to keep him loose. Ooh. Yeah, he probably throw. Well, he definitely will throw because if he goes Tuesday, let's say your next game's Monday. Actually, that's one extra day's rest because yeah, on normal Dude. time he would go on Sunday or would okay, he go yeah. Saturday. I think he, he would go, go Saturday. Two would be six days. Day, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So he would go Sunday. Sunday. So, yeah, so it's one, an extra day. One extra day of rest. And apparently he's a lot better on extra days rest. But regardless, hey, I mean. We'll cover this on Monday. Yeah. I'm not really a sweep. I'm really not. Like this, the way I'm just tossing it out right? there. Especially uh, if it's the Rays. It's in reality now. <laughs> it is. It is. Knock on do- wall. I'll knock on desk. Yeah. Two claps and a Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, by the way. <laughs> guys, let's really rapid fire. I'm going to list about five or ten guys, and let's go through before we move on to the next position players. Chase Anderson, is he making the team or not on the uh, in the wild card round? He may make it for the division series if they get there. Chase Anderson for the yes. wild card round. Yes, Craig? I think just because of the fact that you know you're probably going to have to pat- pitch Shoemaker or whoever in that third game. He he makes it as he's stretched out. Yes. Okay. Anthony Bass. Yes. Yeah. Ryan Barucki. That's uh, yes. I think he's a yes. Actually, the next few will be AJ Cole, Rafael Dolly. Yes. No issues there. Yes, Wilmer yeah. Font. No, you're gone. Tom <laughs> Tom yeah, Tom he's making it. Anthony K. Probably not. No. And Bob, still listening. We apologize. We be yeah. <laughs> <we> off. <laughs> Julian Merriweather. He may not make it because he may not be healthy. Uh, I don't think he makes it because they'll save him for the DS if they get there. Agreed. Yeah. I think you're right. Patrick Murphy, Thomas Pannone, we've already said they're probably gone. Nate Pearson, 100%. Yes, yes. Especially after tonight, he solidified his spot. Yes. Oh, for sure. And he'll probably pitch tomorrow, maybe Sunday again, uh, keep him fresh. Uh, Robbie Ray, yes. Yes. Uh, he's probably going to play a big, big role in game three. Uh, Sean Reed Foley, we said you're gone. No. Tanner Roark, there's no room for you on yeah, the no. on the wildcard uh, roster. You don't need five starters. I think Roark sneaks in for the division series. I do, uh, just with needing extra arms and going four starters deep, uh, potentially. Roark, you're not on this one. Here's the interesting one, guys. Jordan Romano, does he make this wildcard round roster? If he's healthy. Oh, 
healthy, I think he's hands down yeah. been one of our best relievers. So they're going to just throw him based on, you know, history for this season. I really don't think they'll do anything other than that. Would you have him close? Right now, I you, so you'd have Dolis close. I, I right now I think, and I'm going with Dolis right now okay. just because of same. the fact that I don't know what I'm going to get. Yeah, same. you know, it, injury. I know he's going to throw hard. <laughs> I know that unless it's a blowout win. Correct. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Uh, and in that situation, I would like to throw him out there in that ninth inning just to yeah. see. Go so you know the going forward part. Go out there mm-hmm. and act like it's a safe opportunity, Jordan. And, you know, crush it. I really don't think he's going to have that big of an issue, but it is coming back from an injury. So you never know. So the last six names on this list, uh, three of them are surefires from our conversation. Ryu, Shoemaker, Walker. Let's move along. Uh, that leaves Ross Stripling, Sean Yamaguchi, and TJ Zoic. Uh, I personally would have Ross Stripling on the roster. I'm not sure where you guys fall on that. And it's all because of his playoff experience. I agree with it, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like any of them. I really don't. With with Zoic being inexperienced, Yamaguchi being a wild card, you don't know. You literally don't know which one you're going to get. And Stripling has just been—he hasn't been great. But you're right; he, he does have postseason, and you traded for him. Um, and he's still on the team next year, right? He has a place on. Yes, I believe yeah. so. He's arbitration. I, I think, think this year. I I think he's under control until 2023. He's here. Yeah. For- He's here for a while. I, I guess he's your guy then. And, but it's break in case of emergency. If you have no one else. I'm not seeing Espinal going out there and pitch. <laughs> no, you're oh, come on. Yeah. Look, Ross <laughs> Stripling's role in my mind, and hopefully it doesn't come to this, if if Taiwan Walker goes out there and just pulls an R.A. Dickey from game four of the ALCS for some mm-hmm. reason in 2015, that's where you see Ross Stripling to save some bullpen arms for game three. But, Just to put uh, it out yeah. there, for the, in the Roark situation, Mark Burley didn't make that team either. He did. No, he didn't. So if you <laughs> want to put up a shut up, <laughs> somebody a lot better than Tanner Roark has sat a playoff series in recent Blue Jay history. <laughs> that is very true. Well, I think we're a lot of the guys are pretty surefire things. There are some guys up for debate. So let's move on to the position players, guys. Uh, really quickly, there is a list here of 18 position players. Uh, this is including outfielders. Uh, Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, Jonathan Davis, Brandon Drury, Santiago Espinal, Randall Grichik, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Vlad, Oscar, Danny Jansen, Caleb Joseph, Alejandro Kirk, Reese McGuire, Josh Palacios, which is interesting, Joe Panic, Travis Shaw, Rowdy Telez, and Jonathan VR. Uh, Adam, uh, I kicked this one off with Craig the last time, I think, so I'll ask you. Actually, no, I kicked it off with you, so I'll do it yeah, again. Is there anybody on that list that will not make it? Um, let's see. You said Drury. He's not going to be. No. Um, the outfield looks fine. I, is it weird that I'd be surprised if Jonathan Davis did? Just because he did. Yeah. I just don't know that there's if he'd get a lot of playing time. Because you you have to believe that Grichuk, Guriel, and Hernandez exclusively will be the outfield. Yeah, I would think so, 100%. But Unless you need a bag. Guy. You need the Dolphin Pompey guy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Jonathan Davis has crazy wheels, and he actually can steal some base, bases. Plus the defensive upside, too. Mm. If you needed somebody to come in, he is 10 times better than anybody on this list. But I agree where you're – I think I know where you're going, Adam, is the fact that Kevin Biggio – can yeah. play the outfield if you 
you needed him yeah. to play the outfield? Are you better with having Jonathan Davis or carrying over the Joe Panics and company? That's well, the argument, right? I mean, you, the panic we were just talking about, stripling with the playoff experience, so you kind of want panic in there for the same reason. Um, I agree. Uh, I would – VR, you traded for him. He has to be on this team. I don't think he starts, I but I, I, I think no. he's on the team. Um, Shaw's on the team. Obviously, Guerrero, Cavan, and Bo. Um, <sighs> Catching unit is hands down Jansen yeah. Kirk, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I really I was just about to say, I don't see Caleb on this team, but he made such a great speech. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't mean he can't ride the taxi squad and still give yeah. speeches. I, 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 sorry, not to cut you off. No, it's all good. I had a, if Alejandro Kirk DHs, like we've seen the last few nights, you need a third catcher because then you will lose the DH if you take him out. So Joseph could have an opportunity. He might yeah. sneak in there, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Maybe that was his audition, that speech. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was called for include me on the playoff yes. roster, please. Because it's not going to yeah. be Reese, right? He's No, no. no I really so. just don't think he could. He couldn't even hit his body weight, you know? Yeah. Come on. It's just... <laughs> and the defense so I, was the supposed... Uh, plus on him and he looked worse than Jansen did. Right. Um you have Rowdy in there uh just in case you need a pinch hit that matters if he can swing and go. Um Kirk I don't Gibson. think Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. think Espinal is playing unfortunately because that it's so loaded if we're going to include Panic and we're going to include VR. I think that's it. I, I, that's all you really have. I I don't know yeah. that you can make room Right now, for me, bullpen is priority. So yeah, I'd I rather have more bullpen, more bullpen arms than um, bench players, honestly. I think if Rowdy makes this team for this first round, that whole DH conversation you had with the catchers goes away. Mm. That's true. That is true. Because he'd be the guy that would be your quote-unquote DH possibility probably, right? So do you get yeah, rid of Kirk? Do you not include Kirk at this point? No, if I keep Rowdy Kirk and Jansen only. I, okay. I, want, I don't bring the uh, Caleb, Caleb Joseph idea in there just to have another catcher. Okay. All right. At least that's my idea. Why have three catchers if I only need two of them on the team? Yeah. Any other thoughts, guys, before we run through and do a little uh, rapid fire uh, on that, Craig? Any to expand on? <laughs> no. No? All right. Well, let's go. Uh, Bobachette, Kevin Biggio, they're making it, guys, uh, yeah. obviously. Uh, now this, the next few gets interesting. The next three, we have Jonathan Davis, who's probably your fourth outfielder. Are we in agreement on that? Yes. I think so, yes. Brandon Drury, Santiago Espinal. Jury's yeah. gone. Espinal, I just don't think there's a spot for him no. on this roster. As much there's, as I'd love to see it, because exactly. I think he has been showing plenty of reasons why he should be on this conversation. But... The addition of Bilar, unfortunately, I think is his Achilles heel on why he won't be on this roster. Yeah. Agreed. But I, I agree with that. And then the next few, Gritchick, Guriel Jr., Guerrero, Tioscar, Danny Jansen, they're all making it. So that mm-hmm. brings us to the last seven or eight. Caleb Joseph. Uh, it depends on Rowdy Telez's status, I feel. Uh, I'm going to go no. I have a feeling that Rowdy, he took BP yesterday. Uh, I didn't hear how it went. I'm not sure if you guys did, but it looks like he's getting closer. Uh, I'd say 50-50, but I don't think Caleb Joseph ends up on the roster. What about you guys? If Rowdy's on, then no. Yeah, I agree. 
I just can't believe that Rowdy's even taking freaking swings. This is a guy that was wearing a full leg freaking support back (laughs) not even two weeks ago. (laughs) Oh, I know. And on crutches, too. (laughs) Yeah. Scary. No, I think Kirk makes it. Yeah. Kirk, yep, I agree. Reese McGuire, Josh Palacios, they're both gone. Yep. Uh, And then that brings us to Travis Shaw, Rowdy Telez, Jonathan VR, uh, and Joe Panic. Uh, All four of them, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I would be inclined to say yes for all four. Right. You guys may have to continue this conversation without me for a moment. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. No problem. I mean, that really was the majority of what was on the agenda, to be honest with you, Adam. And I know Craig has uh, dished us for a little while. Was there any surprises on that roster that when you go through and look, be like, holy shit, why is this guy being included? Or why is he on the 40-man player pool? Is there anybody that you can think of that caught your attention right away? No, not really. I think you you rely on the guys that got you to the dance, right? And and again, not to echo um, Caleb Joseph's speech last night, but there are incremental portions of players that have done their part to get the Blue Jays to this point, whether it was just one pitch or one at bat, one inning, what have you, pinch hit. They have all done their 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 parts to get there. And I think that given the situation, um, you know, everyone does have a role to play. Now, whether or not it will be a substantial role, I don't know. Like you mentioned, the Dalton Pompey, uh, he was 90 feet away kind of thing. Maybe we're in a situation like that. No, Dalton Pompey didn't exclusively have anything to do with the 2015 postseason run, really. But yeah. if if things broke right, he could have been a huge contributor to getting into the World Series. So um, I, I do think that, although I, I'm not surprised by any of them, but I do think you won't see a lot of them, which doesn't mean that they they won't be contributors later on or maybe next season or what have you. It's just maybe I think that speaks more to the talent that we have on this team rather than who's being excluded. Yeah, there were some interesting pitchers uh, on that list when I went through and I'm going through it and be like, really interesting. Patrick Murphy, Thomas Pannone was the weirdest one yeah, for me. I don't strange. know about you. Hasn't been here all year. I'm not even sure why he's on this playoff roster. Now, I'm looking at Bluebird Banter's post. Got it. Okay. So anybody who's in italics, they say, and, and Thomas Pennell is one of them, they are not on the 40-man roster. That makes it even more interesting. Yeah. That okay. Unknown and Josh Palacios were both on that list. Yeah. None of them are on the 40-man. I guess that means both of them in an absolute emergency and they make a deep run in the postseason that they're there just in case and they get added in the event of injury. That's my guess. Got it. Yeah. Which is, it's insurance, but they're not going to see playoff time. I'm sorry. There's no, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty set. I mean, we went through, it was 100% on a lot of them. Uh, A lot of the guys that were on there, there wasn't really any surprises other than those two that we just said. And Craig to catch up in case you didn't know that. Um, (laughs) If there was any surprises, uh, and Panone and Palacios both being on that were a little bit of a surprise. Craig, I'll let you get it because Adam, when you saw that list of players, was there anybody that kind of opened your eyes and was just like, whoa, I'm kind of surprised that they're included on the pool? Honestly, it just makes me think that uh, Joshua Palacios is higher up on the depth chart here than I would have ever imagined. <laughs> yeah, like, where's Forrest Wall? Like, yeah. yeah. It's, he's in the ballpark of the Alejandro Kirk idea really yeah totally not even out of that idea but i I thought the kid's been immensely talented in the meyer Meyer leagues and just hasn't really had that chance to show show 
what he can do in a consistent fashion. But to see him on this list, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It almost shows you that our, you know, outfield is no outfield after freaking Randall Lourdes and Hafte uh, Oscar. Um, so, uh, Kevin. Yeah, there we go. Let's yeah, let's throw Kevin out there and keep trucking out, you know, Pilar next season. <laughs> if he's here. Oh, God. Yeah. I wouldn't even want him here. I really don't. I right. cannot say enough things about it. <laughs> so, but yes, that's that was the thing that was shocking to me. I could get the Panone thing. At least he's had some MLB time. Mm-hmm. And that is a, you know, like you said, the breaking in case of emergency. You know, oh my God, I have nobody left. At least he's left handed, yeah. if I recall. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thought so. So, guys, I mean, that was pretty much the agenda I have uh, on my end for uh, this week's episode. There's still a few final little things to touch on. We'll save uh, picks to click for Monday because there's still uh, three innings uh, and two games of a regular season to go through. Uh, Adam, you're in the driver's seat on Monday uh, for our playoff preview and season wrap-up show. Uh, But, Craig, uh, I'm going to turn things over to you uh, because we have unveiled a new logo, as I understand. Yes, that is correct. Um, Morgan Harper, one of my uh, friends at work, actually, <laughs> her uh, boyfriend uh, got us together, and she was uh, nice enough to submit to our contest, and she, she won all our hearts. It's we, you know, it, it hits everything. It's a beer glass. It's got a blue jay. It's got a baseball for a freaking orange in it. You know, come on. Hey, <laughs> it summarizes our ballroom chat a little too well, and um, we were greatly appreciative to uh, her efforts. We have a, we will be crediting her going forward with the uh, logo on our social media and whatnot. So thanks again, and thanks to everybody for that matter that submitted. We did get a good amount of them. We actually did have some to choose from, so it was a contest. It wasn't just a oh we got one. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, it worked out really well, and I'm very very happy to Blue Jays Nation for participating like they did. And we'll figure out some fun things like this over the offseason to have some good times and goof around with fans and whatnot, too. But right now, we have a very big focus because not only are we going to be doing this couple shows here like we were talking about, we're going to try to find a way to – we're going to definitely do a post game on Tuesday. Yes. But we haven't really gotten the schedule schedule for the rest of that yet. We're just assuming that it's going to be a day game. It will. The way that it's all Eastern teams are only playing in that, you know, first – game would be the Blue Jays and what at the moment looks like the Tampa Bay Rays. Everybody else would be West Coast-ish mix and yeah, it's, craziness. It's, yeah, I don't know how it's not a 12.30 or 1.10 or 1.15 first pitch on Tuesday. Probably Wednesday and Thursday, to be honest with you, if it gets to a game three. Uh, the only way that they would probably have a game at night or at least a little bit more palatable for work is if they played Oakland by chance because they're on the West Coast mm. early start is at 4.00. At 4, 10, 1 o'clock in Oakland, but then that screws over them. So you might as well play it at 7 uh, or at 10. But, yeah, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say, Blue Jays fans, that you should get your vacation days ready or your half days vacations ready so that you can watch at least game one uninterrupted. That's my plan, at least. Uh, I'm going to take a half day on Tuesday, assuming that they are doing a afternoon game. Guys, yeah, I think the only saving grace is potentially there's going to be eight games on Wednesday when you mix in the national league too. And I don't know how they plan on doing that. If they're going to stagger the start times there or not, but maybe just because there's so many games potentially scheduled for uh, Wednesday and Thursday, maybe all of them are at night or maybe three or four of them start at four and another three or four start at uh, seven or eight. 
I don't know how they're going to do it. I really don't. But I, TV rights Dan for this year would be the question. Because you know how it is. TBS has these games and then freaking, you know, how do you divide it up when there were only four games being done this time of year? But That's true. Previously. So from my understanding, the, the wild card series isn't national. I'm oh, looking okay. at, yeah, I'm looking at the, if you look at the bracket that's on MLB, the first round doesn't have a, a, a TV station tag, but the second and third for both sides do. So the AL is all TBS in San Diego and Los Angeles, and the uh, NL is all Fox MLB Network and FS1. Oh, interesting. So I do think that maybe you're onto something, Brendan, that I'm, or, or I'm sorry, forgive me for not remembering who mentioned it, but it might be all at once, just as if regular baseball is happening. That's possible. That is possible. Sure shit hopes so, because here in the States, you and I, Adam, will be infinitely fucked on local Yes, <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if that's the case, this will be broadcasted locally, um, which, if it's broadcast locally and MLB TV doesn't provide it, I'm going to have to do some Reddit digging. But otherwise... Uh, if they don't, don't give that to me, yeah. and I pay for a whole goddamn baseball season with no refund, they are going to give it to me. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> it, I can't imagine that they would black this out for any reason, no. especially if it's not available. Yeah, I guess if they were to do regional broadcasts and not national, why would you start a game at 1 o'clock if you're sportsnet? Right. Uh, the home team would have the choice on when your game starts at. So that gives us hope, actually, that maybe they will be night games. That's uh, what I'm thinking. Okay, that's a good find, Adam. It really is, because I was prepared to use a half-day vacation. There you go. <laughs> we'll know Monday. By Monday, we'll know. We'll, uh, we'll go through the whole schedule. Uh, really quickly, Blue Jays fans, uh, as of right now, we have Monday planned for a playoff preview show. We will come at you again on Tuesday with a game one recap and a game two preview guys. I don't know about you, but I'm assuming if there is a game three, we'll probably hit the airwaves again on Wednesday to do a game two reca uh, recap and game three preview. If everybody's sure. available, yeah, sure. let's do as many as we can. Let's keep the combo rolling. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, uh, we have to, I mean, we had 150, almost 150 listeners tonight. So there's a buzz. There is <laughs> buzz. You know, you can't really feel it around the city cause you're not going out and about as much. Uh, but I'm going to go for a walk tomorrow, and if I don't see a lot of Blue Jays hats and memorabilia around the city, I'm going to be a little disappointed in this town. Uh, it's in Buffalo. Really, don't worry about it. I, <laughs> and maybe that's why there's not that excitement around the city, but there will be a lot of viewers. But regardless, guys, I mean, that's a good show. We'll save picks for click, uh, picks to click for Monday. Uh, were there any final thoughts on either uh, of your ends before we head into the weekend and reconvene on Monday? No, uh, got that Blue Jays hat with the patch. There was yes. only five left. I bought one, $40. Come on now. Uh, but I bought it. I bought it. It's not going to come in until October 5th, so I'm a little late, but still. I bought it. I bought it. I got it just, just for at least uh, memory's sake. Um, all I want to say is this has been, again, one of my favorite seasons, been everything that's happened. Postseason, this is the first time in my life that all three of my favorite teams have made it to the postseason the same year. The same year, the Bills played a postseason game in 2020. The Raptors played postseason in 2020. The Blue Jays are going to play in the postseason in 2020. This is amazing. So even though there aren't fans allowed in the stadium, enjoy this. I don't want to sound like Caleb Joseph about it. No offense to him. I just don't want to steal this, the thunder. Just enjoy it because it could be over like that. So just enjoy this. It's playoff baseball. Expectations for me are a little low, but I'm just 
I'm happy to be here, guys. <laughs> Rags the richest story. We wrote, literally went from homeless to postseason. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like so. I like that you brought that up, Adam. And, and this is the last thing I'll say before we do a little Ric Flair clap clap. Yeah. <laughs> one one tweet I saw yesterday, and, and Craig, you as a hockey fan would get a kick out of this. Somebody tweeted that this is the first time I think in history of Toronto sports that the Leafs, the Raptors, and the Blue Jays will have made the playoffs in the same calendar year in 2020. Wow. Wow. However, the Leafs did not make the playoffs. They made the qualifying round for the playoffs. That's not mm. the playoffs. People kept but the playoffs are actually physically in Toronto. Doesn't matter. Not make the playoffs. And I'm sorry if any of you listening are Leafs fans, but that's the reality. You had a five-game qualifying series for the playoffs against Columbus that you didn't okay, win. I point out the terrible American irony on the other side of the microphone here. Adam yeah. didn't set his favorite three sports, and he didn't say anything about hockey. <laughs> You're right. I know. I'm not. I was gonna say I'm not sorry. <laughs> and I'm going to say uh, the opposite. As much as I loved watching the Raptors being in the playoffs, I'm not a basketball fan at all, and my Sabres blow. So really, only two of my actual sports teams made the playoffs. The <laughs> <laughs> Irish made the playoffs. Jays now made the playoffs. Uh, and the Argos aren't playing this year because of the CFL, and they have no money. But if you hey, have... hey, they did it not make the playoffs. That's <laughs> true. That's true. And if they were going to play, they probably would have missed the playoffs, too. <laughs> Yeah, deal, gang. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun, guys. And uh, I remembered. So let's nice. a little clap, clap, woo thing. So let's go. <laughs> woo! Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays. Let's go, Blue Jays. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.